You're listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, episode number 41 with Susan White. Hi, small business owners. Welcome to Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, where we focus on creating brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. FYI, that's also the name of the number one Amazon best-selling book for small business and entrepreneurship. The good news is you can find this book in paperback or ebook on Amazon. And all you need to do is go to Amazon, type in Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. The subtitle is Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. And if you're listening to this after November of 2018, the one that we're referencing this time is the Pretty Blue Book. (laughs) That sounds sort of funny. (laughs) So hi, small business rock stars. My name is Maggie Mongan, and I'm the anthology leader of this great book. What that really means is I'm the one who's leading it and pulling it together. and finding these great authors for you to read. And we are honored today to have Susan White, a number one Amazon best-selling author, with us to talk about your business's performance, focusing specifically on the performance pillar of peace. And Susan is going to be talking to us about understanding how to self-manage ourselves better. So our business performs better. So welcome, Susan. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Can you hear me okay? Absolutely. We're in great shape. That's awesome. Yeah, what a great introduction. I appreciate that. I'm so happy to be a member of this team. Oh, well, you are a great member of this team, and people can learn so much by reading your chapter and engaging with you. So I guess maybe we should start there, right? Susan's chapter is the ninth one in the book and it's titled Hope, Out of the Shadows and Into the Light. And Susan, you covered a lot of information in that book. And yet we know that Small business owners have all sorts of stuff coming at them all day long. And I'm thinking that since we've had you on other episodes, it might be good for us to talk about some really basic things like what do you do and why do you do it and stuff like that. And and your customers, which would be clients, gain from working with you. So so do you want to play a little uh, uh, show and tell? Oh, sure, sure. Well, the first thing is, what do I do? Um, I am so incredibly honored and privileged to be able to work with people who have challenges in their lives. That's who comes to me, people who have challenges in their lives. Um, I'm a clinical social worker by profession, and I uh, see people when they, oh, have grief and loss issues, divorce, challenges in terms of their their workplace. Okay. I receive um, referrals from some of the local MBs in town. 
I work out of Antioch, Illinois, which is a fairly small town, and I'm well known. I get a lot of word of mouth referral from my clients. Okay, and you also can work remotely. Correct. I can do sessions via um, Zoom or FaceTime. Okay, all right. And what I appreciate about you is so often we forget that our personal life can impact our professional life, which in our case as small business owners is our business's performance because we are the business and we lead our businesses. And sometimes all those personal things come in and start um, messing with our business without us even realizing it. And you can help us clean that up, can't you? Yes, most definitely. Um, there are several people I see that are having challenges at work. And one that I can think of that I've helped a great deal, she's in the process of learning how to be a florist and just recently she found somebody to hire part-time to help her with design so that was a suggestion of mine to help her help herself but other than that just the everyday rigors of juggling children and and marriages and, and other relationships and getting things done like like pulling weeds and and cleaning house and that sort of thing <laughs> around our work schedules, it can be daunting. And sometimes people just need to come in and unload and, and have a place where they can say whatever they choose to say. And that's what people do with me. Okay, great. So small business owners, we all know that we have plenty of those needs in our life. And sometimes even great things can be stressful. So this is great to know that you have a safe place or you can just go be, you can work through a problem or you can do a dump. Yeah. Ah. Well, that's what therapy is all about. If you don't have uh, the confidentiality and you don't have a therapist that's a good listener, I would suggest you find a new therapist. There that's, you go. That's the strength of a good therapist, good listener and confidentiality. Okay, great. Well, thank you. You're, you're helping us discern who may be a right fit. So, Susan, why do you do what you do? What's your why? That's a great question. I was just at a training over the weekend with other therapists, and we had a good laugh about sitting in a, in a, in a room with people who have the challenges listening to that all day. And none of us could really come up with a, a good reason why we do that, but we did have a good laugh about it. Um, I'd have to say that I'm really intrigued with people and why they do what they do and how they navigate their way through their lives. I fell into this um, quite, not by accident, but it, it was an intention for me to become a therapist, but I fell into this because throughout the course of my career, I've typically gotten into intense conversations. I'm not a fan of small talk, and that's what I do. I, I sit with people and I have pretty intense conversations in a non-judgmental, empty slate sort of a way. So that's why I do what I do. It's, it's just a natural it's a natural thing for me to do. Oh, well, that makes sense. It's who you are. Correct. 
Cool. So we started to open up a little bit and talk about um, what you do and how you can serve small business owners and entrepreneurs. Let's let's talk about that a little more. Why should they engage with you? You know, what what brings them to the point of oh man, I need to reach out to somebody. Oh, it could be a whole bunch of different things. It could be personnel issues. It could be productivity. It could be um, um, personal limitations. And, and that's what I see people most with. Their, our own limitations can get in the way of our, of our own um, brightness, our own light. And that's something that I can help people with, working through their own limitations and where those limitations have come from and, and how to navigate through to where they want to be in essence if people have a goal or an intention I can help them get there if I can't I will refer them to someone that can okay great um, and I, I know that we're hearing a little background noise um, so listeners if you're um, Hearing a little bit of that, please bear with us. Apparently there's something going on next door to one of us, um, but we'll be okay. Okay, so, so now the question that I have is when customers, your patients, your clients um, are with you, Susan, what are some of the gains that they get? And, and the reason why I want to ask this is because I think people oftentimes think they shouldn't go to a therapist unless they're being crushed and they can't manage living anymore. You know, they're, they're over the top stressed. And there's something really different that you can do before they get to that point. Definitely. When somebody starts to, to get, get concerned about things that are going on in their life, that's the time to reach out and get some help, not when you're in the, the depths of despair. I can certainly help when someone's in the depths of despair, but why go to that, that length of, of uh, miserableness, if that's a word? Miserableness? Yeah, miserableness. I think, I think that's a word. <laughs> right. So there's, there's a sweet spot between everything's rocking and, oh my gosh, I just want to jump off the planet. And, and why wait till that point? Get some help before you get there, right? Right, definitely. Okay, that's so. Why, that's why big business has things like EAP services. I see quite a few clients for, through EAP services, that's employee assistance programs and they come in for their three sessions and then they find out that it's helpful and they continue with insurance. Okay, so, so now this I think is a very valid point to mention because some people may not realize that businesses have programs and, and, and privileges for programs like this to be built in to help their employees. That's correct with their mental health and mental health being, let's clean up what's frustrating you, stressing you out or whatever before it becomes a bigger mental health issue, right? Correct. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I know that from when I was an executive recruiter that, you know, larger companies have what they call industrial psychologists, which are simply psychologists that deal with work environment issues and employees, whether they're executives or line workers, which is what you're referencing, the EAP? Correct. Okay. Employee Assistance Program. All right. So small business owners may not have that awareness that such things exist. And this is, this is a really neat conversation because I think it lends to the point that life is stressful. You have a saying, life is? Messy. Right. Life is messy. Yeah, life is messy. And I love that. Um, I share that often with people and give you attribution on that. <laughs> and, and when we take a human that's having life experiences and then we bring them into work, which is also messy, everything just can amp up very quickly. So by understanding that, oh, if, if bigger companies can identify with this, guess what? I guess I can too, because... I am the CEO of my business. I'm the business leader and I may or may not have a team and that can be both good and or bad. Um, but we still have a lot of the same stressors of balancing life in a good way and business in a good way before, before they both erode, right? Right. Okay. And that's, that's what I can help people with, trying to uh, differentiate what needs to be applied into their business life and what needs to be applied into their personal life because they're, they're interwoven. You can't have one without the other. Right, and sometimes we just need help in keeping them separate so we can focus on whichever one we're in at that moment, right? Right. Do you right. see that a lot with people? I see it a lot in terms of the way people attach meaning to what's going on in their life. Um, an example of that might be um, a coworker situation where two coworkers are working together and one has a problem with the other one. When we really delve into that, I can talk to the person that's come to see me and begin to excavate those things that, that she attaches to what's happening that may or may not be the truth. We humans are complex. We have a tendency to um, create a story around what, what we end up thinking and believing about others. So um, that's where I come in because I'm a really great listener and I ask really great questions. Those are two of my strengths and two of the strengths of any good therapist. Okay, so I got all this life stuff going on and then I'm in a business situation and all of a sudden something happens and it makes my mind reflect back to something personally or even different business stuff. But I mean, as, as a small business owner, I might not be able to decipher this situation is different and I need to just be with this one versus all the stuff I'm attaching to that experience. And you can help me peel back those layers? Correct. Okay. 
And they are, they're layers. They're layers and layers of complexity because that's what we people are. We humans, we're layers of complex experiences and meaning-making systems. Meaning-making systems. Oh my gosh, I absolutely love that. That's pretty cool stuff. In that, oh, wow. Wow. I'm just thinking of all these conversations I have with small business owners and how they, they try to pile a whole bunch of stuff that is irrelevant onto the issue at hand for whatever reason, and it doesn't matter. That's another good reason to go see a therapist because very often we do that in our personal lives. I see that a lot in couples work because I see both individuals and couples. That's, oh. a, that's a huge area of conflict where, where somebody might bring a concern to somebody else and then all of a sudden they introduce a new concern and, there's, and it's just muddy waters from there. So that's one of the things that I do is I stay focused on the issue at hand until it's resolved or there's a game plan to resolve it. Okay, so then this makes me think about how um, small business owners could utilize your service as well because we've been focusing on, on self, the business owner, but there could also be um, if you have business partners. Correct. If you have employees, there's a friend of mine who's a uh, mediator for the post office. Can you imagine that? No, that's all she. That's all. She <laughs> does. I mean, yes, office. I can imagine that there is a position. However, no, I can't imagine being in that role. And she—that's all she does is she mediates for the post office. Isn't that something? Yes. Yeah, it's daunting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. and, and it that's is she makes her living and she's a therapist and a, and a trained mediator as well which okay by the way, i am as well a trained mediator aha good to know okay so so i'm gonna almost i want to hit pause on susan right now and say listeners check this out all that people stuff that you get bogged down with here we are even if it's not something that you want to engage the other with to have susan mediate but you just want to have a talk first oh my gosh let's start by talking with susan to understand what it is and then she would be able to guide you as to how to move through it next and you know is it something that you can clean up or is it something that you need mediation on this is cool. I didn't even know that about you, that you're uh, a mediator. I am. <laughs> I use it in my practice, although most people think about mediation in terms of divorce. And I haven't had any clients that I've mediated divorce for, but I definitely use my mediation skills in my practice. Wonderful. Okay, so that's a little sidebar. Ha! Oh, okay. So you can really help us with our peace of mind, both personally and professionally, because they impact one another. That's the end of the story, isn't it? Definitely. Okay. So 
before I get into asking you about three quick tips for small business owners, and I'll come back to that. I bet right now everybody's like, how do I get a hold of Susan? So why don't we talk about that? There, there's probably two ways that folks can get a hold of you, Susan. Yes. Okay, so the first one is by going to our app that we have for the book where all our podcasts are, our blogs, our events, and everything about the book and our authors. And that's by going to your app store and downloading Brilliant Biz Book. All one word, Brilliant Biz Book. And Susan, what's the other way they can get a hold of you? You can go to my website, which is www.lifeskills, L-I-F-E-S-K-I-L-L-S-C-T-R, or lifeskillscenter.com. That's lifeskillsctr.com is my website. Beautiful, because <laughs> I, I bet you're going to be receiving some messages very quickly. <laughs> after this <laughs> i'm available okay and and again remember susan can work remotely so don't let that hold you back and she knows what she's doing when it comes to working with professionals and small business owners as well as employees so she she runs the full work gamut so i promised that we were going to have a question for you about three quick tips that small business owners should always remember? What would they be? Three quick tips. The first one is live within your means. Uh, watch your overhead. That's my first tip. I'm very careful with my overhead because as a therapist, I'm also a business owner and I have to think about all those different aspects of running a business just to keep myself sane. Um, so that's the first one. I manage my overhead and keep it as low as possible. Okay. I, I love that because finances are a great stressor. Right. And the better my overhead is, the lower my overhead is, the more money I make. Got it. Cash flow. Win -win. Over, overhead awareness. Watch that cash flow. All right. That's one and it's a big one. So what's next? Surround yourself with good people and let them do their jobs. <laughs> you, you said that emphatically. Yes, because I am surrounded with good people and I do rely on them to do what they do. And that frees me up to do what I do, which is therapy, counseling. I have somebody that handles my billing. I have a finance guy that helps me with my 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 business in terms of the financial piece I let them do what they do best you know as um, a recruiter back in the day when people would tell me that they wanted me to help them find a new job that was the number one cause right there is they hired me to do something and they won't let me do it they try to micromanage me and make and they render me ineffective so yeah, I, I don't like to see that happen with any skilled persons that's here to serve me I want to utilize the people that are around me okay so that's 
another great tip. And what's the third one, Susan? Be, be clear about what your business is. I'm not talking about a mission statement, but I'm, I'm thinking more about <clears throat> in my situation, people would say that I'm in private press. And I've often thought to myself, it should be called public practice because I'm really here to serve the people. And if I'm not serving people, I'm doing what I need to be doing. There's a, a, a logo I have on my wall, a mantra, and it's, this is a place to learn, grow, and develop. And that's what I have to stay focused on all the time. And I ask myself that question several times a day as I'm sitting and listening to people. How can this person learn? How can this person grow? How can this person develop? And then I test the waters, of course, to see if that's the direction they are wanting to go. Okay, so we need to be really clear about the game we're playing that we call business. Right. Got it. Makes a great deal of sense. Is there anything else that you think would be advantageous for small business owners to hear? Besides going into a litany for the next three days? No, I'd have to go into a litany for the next three days. <laughs> we've, covered, we've covered the important aspects of what I can do for business. Um, it's important if you are in the, the least about something that you reach out and attempt to resolve it within your own mind before you attempt to resolve it otherwise um, by taking action. Sometimes people can be very impulsive and that's something I can help with as well. All right. All right. So that, that is important. I, sort of similar to what I say with um, my quote of slow down to accelerate. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Thanks. So if we slow down, we can take the right actions is what you're saying or diffuse whatever it is so we can get to the core of what is really occurring and then move appropriately. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I would imagine that that's true. I bet that's what you're, dealing with a great deal of the day, isn't it? It probably is, although I'm busy listening. So whatever I'm, whatever I'm hearing is what I'm actually dealing with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I'd like to ask you more questions. And since we don't have three days to go into the litany, we're probably going to have to wrap up right now. Can you work with that? I can, it was great to talk to you, Maggie. Okay, so listeners, this is how you can engage more with number one best-selling author, Susan White. Start by reading chapter nine in the book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. She has a fabulous example that's a story that you will be able to relate to. And gift yourself and your business's performance by accepting Susan's invitation that she has on the author's page at the end of her chapter. It's an invitation for you to not feel so alone and receive some clarity. All you have to do is reach out to her. She's there for you. 
Susan, you also have been kind enough to go ahead and put the, your different social media handles in the book as well, so people know how to follow you, right? Right, Life Skills Center on Facebook. Beautiful. So there's one other really cool thing that I want to share with our listeners right now. Um, right now, you can see everything about the book and how to get a hold of it, as well as Susan White, by going to the books app, Brilliant Biz Book. Again, all one word. You can download it on, on uh, any device. And when you go there, you can... Um, move down through the system and you can look at a title that's click, uh, click and ask an expert. You'll see Susan White's name there. And I, I say Susan White because there'll soon be another Susan showing up. Click on it, type in your question and Susan White will reply back to you. So how's that for a bonus? Susan, you gonna you gonna play with them? You gonna respond back if somebody asks you a question? You bet I will. All right, cool. Well, I want to thank you for your time today, Susan, and your wisdom sharing because I think it gave people another understanding of why and how and when they should be reaching out to you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Maggie. It was terrific to speak with you and and to reach the audience. Beautiful. And listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where you learn all about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. So until next week, shine brightly.